The other thing I'm loving in Sydney, because it's a bigger town, is I can get back to saying really obscure things to people I'm walking past. <laughs> oh, mama. Hey, mummy. Mummy likes it. I kept saying to people, mummy likes it. Randomly to people. <laughs> Fuck, it's funny. Mummy likes it in a very sort of sexually, mummy likes it. And they, they, <laughs> I look, they always look at Mac. Unsure if this guy, this big fat drunk guy, or whatever, this is during the day. Mummy mm. likes it. Mummy, oh, oh, mummy bad. I'll say mummy bad. Mum, daddy bad, mummy bad, mummy likes it. But I, I, I'm feeling too insecure to do it to you, but. Oh, daddy bad. <laughs> too insecure. Daddy bad, man. What do you mean? Mummy like it. Welcome to your life. There's no I don't know, hey. You little dog, where have you been? I mean, I had to, I told you, I had to move everything. Why do you move? Why do you, why you retreat like a coward? Why don't you tell someone to leave your house? They've taken control of it. Is it squatter's rights? I just want to be You let another man dominate your space. And you're like, well, Paul's there. I better go and hide in a cubby to do my pod. Shove him in the... Shove them in the neck and take your take what's yours. No, I just wanted to be in a new room. Oh, dude, who's Paul? I don't know who Paul is. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a ex he's a ex PMC friend of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, mate, oh, this is good. Look, I've set up. I've set. Oh, mate, you've got to apologise for what to the audience because I listened to that fucking. This pod's been left blanked intentionally. And I'm like, I was angry. I only listened for three minutes. It sounded like, you know, when a drunk mate rings you and leaves a, a voice message and you're like, what is this? It's so indulgent. Like, where are we? Okay, listen, maybe it is good, but I'm still angry about it. Every time I see it, I blame it for my whole problems. I see that app and I'm like, that's when the ratings dropped. I want you to, I want you to email every listener and apologize. <coughs> Individually for what you did. I sent you all of that. I never listened to it. It's <laughs> on my name now. I listened to it. It's some shit about pissing on some child. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's honestly like a deck, a, a fever pitch uh, drug dream. And I'm like, look, I'm sure it is fun, but I'm like, I was not able to listen for more than two minutes without getting in furious, furious rage. And going, what? <laughs> it's such a fucking piss around like someone wasting your time you know it's like a bit like it is probably funny but what I'm saying is a bit like those video clips you know where they're filming they're filming something's going to happen and they show like a maintenance thing and, and, and you think they're going to um, there's going to be a reveal at the end and then by the, the end nothing happens <clears throat> do you know those ones where they drag it out for six minutes and they're showing you like they're making something and by the end of it, it was all shit. <laughs> That's what it is. What do you mean? Things, things do happen in it. 
Nothing happens in the whole thing, mate. It does. You have to apologize I to everyone. I sent you everything that happens in it. You've seen it. You've heard everything that happens in it. I never heard it before it was released. You did. I never listened to I it. I sent you every bit of it. I never listened to fucking anything, dude. I lie. <laughs> Do you think I've ever opened any of your clips? I haven't opened anything. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All I know is I listened on the flight and I was just like, I, I, I didn't know what the app was. Anyway, whatever, dude. I just wanted to get that out on the pod. <laughs> so, you, you can, so you can apologize to everyone. Of the 20 people left. <laughs> anyway, dude, I mean, I, I've been quitting cigarettes, so it's like I've got a real hair tri- uh, trigger. Che- what about the chewing? What happened to the chewing? That's over, dude, but I've got a, I've got a, a hair trigger mood right now. You finished chewing as well as smoking. Yeah, yeah. So what happened is like what, you making me wait. I'm like, I've looked, at, you can get erratic and quite moody. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking livid. <laughs> You were, you know, when you were ringing and you were like, oh, let's do the, uh, trying to connect. I was like, I was texted a few times, like, don't bother, go fuck yourself, like, and then deleted it. And then I thought I just won't answer. I'll just fucking fucking answer in a month. I'm angry. And then I was like, then you eventually rang and I thought, oh, dude, then I thought my phone was fucked. So I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Mm. I'll have no right to be angry because I'm actually unable to record after all that effort. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I might be smart not to answer and, and just look like I've had a tantrum because I've waited rather than reveal the fact that my microphone's not working and I'm actually to blame. You sent me a message and you, I, wo- I woke up and I had a message 10 minutes ago from you that said, I, I'm, I'm, here to, I'm ready to record in, in 20 minutes. Whatever, this was at 9.40. It's 11.30 now. I know, but I know, but I only I woke up 10 minutes after you sent that message. And I thought, okay, oh, well, I know, I'll- I know. I thought roughly like we were aiming for 10. So look, it's just mixed miscommunication. It's okay. You've been, Obviously, you've been in, because you've been I'm quitting Sydney cigarettes. Again. How how is Sydney? And I'm always looking to blame something. So yeah. in my head, in my head, that episode you released is the root of my all my problems. Yeah, it's got nothing but to do I'll, with I'm it. I'm sure it moved to something else. It has nothing. To, it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> like nothing to do with it at all. Dude, I'm just like I'm. I'm. Uh, you know when you're like, well, I don't think you've quit cigarettes. You just get so angry. I'm like, mm. I, I, you never should have released. It's my. It's my name to it. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm on the flight. But anyway, dude, Sydney sucks. It all sucks. There's no point. There's no point in any of it. Man, what's what's wrong? What like why why are you feeling uh, so down? I think I think what happens is you sort of you mythologize a place and you're like, oh Sydney, it was so happy when I was there. And then you're like a place is only like what was what you had built up when you were there. Yeah. So when you go back, none of that exists anymore. So the gigs are great. But then also it's like all the mythology of like, oh, the Sydney, if you're in Sydney, it'd be so good. It still looks like shit. Even like the people that are killing it there in comedy, it still looks like the worst possible life. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's just like, it's just scratching around on the chook pen looking for little bits of grain. Mm. I'm like, even, even the best, the best elements of success don't look good to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you bump into, I bump into Will Anderson. He's doing his trial show. He does the Willosophy or whatever, like improv thing. Mm. And I'm like, 
I went and watched them. They're really great and they're so good. But then I'm like, there's a deep sadness that no one talks about that overlays all comedy. A very sad loneliness to all of it. And I'm like, no one has the guts to admit that it's a fucking disaster of a career. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the worst things you can do with your life. <laughs> to seek the approval of strangers at the cost of everything else. Yeah. And I think even if you succeed, like Dave Hughes was there, Will's there, and I'm like, there has to be a point where you need to go and get the the mental health and the support that you need to get through this disease. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to be 20 years in, Dave had driven down, just wanted to try something up about escalators or whatever he's doing, day-to-day <laughs> observations. And I'm like, I've obviously only been going for fuck all, but I'm like the yearning to report information to strangers that I spotted <laughs> is fucking diminishing. I'm like, I don't really want to fly to Sydney to tell people that I've noticed something on a train that's humorous. <laughs> I'm like, it seriously is the saddest thing ever. I'm going to, I'm going to, and just the thought of like the person getting excited. <laughs> I got cut off by a trolley. You couldn't read about it. I'm putting it in my notes on my phone. Then they, they ring a mate. Hey, so this woman cut me off of the trolley. I think there's a bit in it. And they're like, you're damn right. There's a bit in that. Well, that's your new fucking show. And then you just, everything's latched onto. You do ancestry.com. Then that becomes your show. Your dad gets cancer. That's your show. Mm. You you have a divorce. That's your show. You you just this little news newsroom reporter just eager. We're we're live from my life reporting fucking banal, boring information. <laughs> it's just nothing happening. Do you know? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, I think it's what Nick Sun experienced. Mm. The story that I said where he was on tour. He was in the car and he, he just looked at the two people he was in the car with and then just suddenly was filled with dread and the realisation that that might become him. And then I think he had a next level, which is when you see the people that have everything you want, like that succeeded from it, mm. and you still feel a deep sadness in your heart and go like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the whole thing, the whole thing sucks, top to bottom. Even if you get an infinity pool off the back of this shit, it's still sad. Oh my god, the whole industry is sad, man. But Nick, but Nixon's coming back, man. Of course he is. Dude. <laughs> Everyone's coming back. He's, no one can get out of this, dude. He's coming. Back. Someone was telling me he's got travel plans at the end of the year, man. He's coming back. Oh my god! Imagine that, dude. Doing eight years of fucking spiritual work, sucking. Uh, Toads, dicks, and shoving mushrooms up your ass, and praying to Buddha, and praying to the fucking ghost child of Elvis, and still actually your narcissism and ego still really take control of it all. You have to build a legacy to your own self in your lifetime. It's like, despite all that inflection and all that work, you still ultimately just want to jack off in your own image. It's fucking it's shameful. Fuck me, man. Humans suck. They really do suck, hey? Fuck. Dude, Sydney was so good because it's like the second coming. It would be like if Jesus came a second time. People, It's not that cool. 
Imagine him down and like doing water to wine and you're like, yeah, we saw it last time. You need new tricks. So it's sort of, I, first time I went well, back. Because you were there recently, man. You, when you were there a couple of weeks Well, I went, I went a week, two weeks before and then you're like the prodig- prodigal son. They're, they're killing the fatted lamb. People are coming out, high-fiving. I missed you. You're, you're, a, you're a friend. You come back two weeks later, they're back in an admin world going, I'm just going to focus on paying off my utility bill. I'm not going to go catch up with them. I just basically, everyone that greeted me and greeted me the first trip were unavailable two weeks later because it's too much frequency. <laughs> so I just basically lay in a hostel in Coogee and I have no stories at all. Yeah. I just, uh, I was just basically, most of my life is just the passage of time now, just waiting for death. Like you're just actually looking at the clock. Why were you back so soon? Oh, because they, what happened is they'd screwed up and double booked. And they go, oh, you can come to do both. And I'm like, that's great. My dream, my Sydney dream. The euphoria where I'm in Sydney, I'm always happy there. Sydney's worse. (laughs) You know what I mean? As in like, there's no happy place. (laughs) That's what happens. Yeah. (laughs) There's no happy place. No, because the sad place inside your head is sad. Yeah. So that was it, man. So wait, when, just, and when did you stop? When did you stop the uh, chewing the nicotine gum? Oh, dude, I'm loving it. Hey, just like no, but when did you decide? When did you decide to stop chewing the nicotine gum? Oh, uh, I just like during the trip, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm in so much pain, like nothing could actually be worse. So I might as well just remove. But do you not? Do you not think that those things are related? No, but what I what I figured is, I was like, I'm in such a like mental slump that I might as well remove all desire and vices in this moment because it can't get worse. Do you know, you're in a dark room, you feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? Like man, Nelson Mandela in a, in a prison can mm. give up smoking pretty easy because he's like, well, there's nothing happening. Once you have no joy, you're like, you can just remove everything. I wasn't eating. You don't have food. You're like, I'm just stripped myself of all vices and just go, oh, we'll just flatline life. Feel nothing at all points. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just like I've had friends before who have uh, who have been like miserable, and then uh, they're talking about how uh, how awful everything is, and then they tell you you like you find out later that they're they're on a new uh, like SSRI or something. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. And you're like, well, do you not think that's related? And they're like, why would that be related, dude? A hundred percent, because it's it's sort of um, the 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 addict's tale. It's not the hero's tale, the addict's tale, which is like you quit drugs or alcohol and then you have the early withdrawals where you're angry and screamy, but then what you don't anticipate is you probably have two to five years of extreme boredom <laughs> with no real... Yeah, yeah. No, because your, your senses are so deprived, so you basically will just go into white noise, like... And that is where you have the true conviction because... Three years in, when all you hear is white noise everywhere you go, and nothing happens, mm. to not break and just go, give me a needle. I need a rush. I can't handle this anymore. Mm. Yeah. It's, and, and I think like having the, those high dopamine hits, nothing will ever compare. So it's, it, to truly quit as an addict, you've got to accept just a lower quality of life forever. Do you know what I mean? Like as in, you've just got to accept mediocrity. What you come to know is, okay, a four out of 10 days is as good as it's going to get. But at least you're not having zero days and one out of 10 days. Do you think, you think it's the, uh, 
like how does that relate to you know like five years in when they start doing school tours telling uh telling children about how they were addicted you know they're getting up at assemblies being like yeah i used to be on on crank and and speed and 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 h and it was all horrible but now i'm five years clean and i've never been happier oh dude that's what i love about those uh freaks is um they they all like say oh thank god i got out of it but it becomes their identity it's their defining moment it's all they ever did like they end up they quit drugs but then they've got to make it into mythology like that because they realise there's nothing else. So then it's nostalgia. Well, because you know what's interesting about that is like they show up to the assembly and they've got like, they've got some big story about how they were sucking off a tramp and they got into a yeah, fight yeah. and they went to prison and then they're in prison and they like they finally became the leader of the prison after they shivved some guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it. man, that sounds sick. Like all the story, they never have a story where they're like, yeah, everything was awful. I got off the heroin uh, and then I got off when I got off the heroin. I got really good at base jumping. Like that never happens. Dude, what, and and what they end up doing is it's a, a secondhand way of getting the drug high again. Yeah, because they're like, so picture this: <laughs> I'm having the second needle, and there's a prostitute in the room. I'm a mad dog, and I say, no, I haven't had enough drugs. I'll do. I want to shit in your mouth, and I'm like, so that's the sort of guy I was—party guy. I'm stealing cars. So picture this: I've broken into a house, and I'm feeling that rush. And I'm like, why have you got an erection while you're talking about this story? You're just doing secondhand drug hits now. You're fucking doing nostalgic drug addiction. You're going to schools telling people when I got HIV at the gay Mardi Gras parade because I was drugged out in a. In a an alleyway, you know, that was the worst thing ever. And I'm like, well, it feels like it might actually be your entire identity, fuckhead. And it feels like you're, you're actually just going in and having micro-dosing of your, your memories on other people's time because they always romanticise it and they go, that's when I realised it was not the way to live and you yeah. try to live a clean life. And I'm like, that's weird because it's all you talk about and if you remove that from your identity, you're totally meaningless. As yeah. a human being. They have a very cool story about how they hit rock bottom, but they never have a really cool story about how, uh, like, their accounting job afterwards was really cool one oh, day. There's never a redemption story. It's always, I hit rock bottom, and now... I'm going to tell you about it. Because I'm at a 4 out of 10 for the rest of my life, talking about me being a wild animal and the crazy train wreck I was. It's all I have left. <laughs> it's so pathetic. I'm like, why don't you become a rock climber or grow some balls and get another life? But I'm like, no, no, no. I'm happy to drive from schools to schools talking nostalgia about the time when I used to fucking at least have taken some risks and live some life. Now I'm such a generic, also ran nobody. That I've, uh, yeah, I've moved on. I've got, I, you never move on. That's the thing is they never, they're still a drug addict as yeah, far as I'm course. concerned. When anyone's telling you how they've given up veganism or they're not drinking, I'm like, you're, you're, cla- you're clutching for identity and for relevance. Just shut up and try to, you know what I mean? Like stop talking behind your shoulder about the past the whole time. Yeah. Which is, I obviously... Fall victim to it, dude. And I think that's what's so good. It, that That's the joy of going to Sydney. Because the nostalgia of like, oh, you would have got management. This would have happened. The reality of it is it's a couple of sad fuckheads on a bus noticing shit. 
going to shitty clubs, entertaining weak, pathetic people that have to buy laughs. <laughs> Imagine that. You know what a judiciary. The people judging you have paid for laughs. Yeah. So by design, it's like someone paying for sex. It's one of the weakest humans, and they go, <laughs> "Oh, not funny that one." I'm like, "You pay for laughs, you fucking loser." You have to drive on a bus and get an expert to massage a laugh out of your fucking wooden soul. I'm like, as if I'm taking you as the great judge and they go, I watch a lot of it. I'm like, yeah, because you're a nerd. Why don't you get some laughs with your friends, you weak coward? You're going to go on a bus with your your ugly wife and I've got to try CPR laughs out of your dead soul, your generic brain. (laughs) That is funny. The Oh, he's noticed something on the bus. We're on the bus all the time going to buy laughs. We're going to go buy a laugh every week. Imagine if you went to lots of comedy. That's the saddest person. Do you know those people? Yeah, man, you see them at shows. They're all, yeah, they're at shows. They come every gig and then they're proud of it and I'm like, you should be ashamed. I can't, no one's going to save you, dude. I'm like, you're coming three times a week. You're addicted to, to mediocre, uh, mediocre jokes, like comedy. I'm like, none of this is good. I'm like, anyone that goes off and is like, we're so fucking feeble up there. It's very rare that you laugh. I haven't, I haven't smiled in a comedy room for years. Dude, I wish I could be more honest though, hey? Because you sort of have those moments and they go, pleased to see you again, and you, like with the, the super fan. And you want to say, look, I wish I could say the same thing about you. <laughs> You are really detracting from my experience. I do not want to see you again. You're a non-playable character that's trying to intrude into my life. Stop fucking giving me big hugs. So good to see you again. I'm like, go and play with your fucking dog in your duplex, you loser. (laughs) Fuck off. Dude, we we actually had that standard moment, you know, in the comedy store where where they're over-complimentary to one person. Oh, right, and ignoring, ignoring another, yeah. Do you know when they go like, oh, I loved you. And remember I told you on an app before and I go, well, when do you think we would give a fuck about your opinion, mate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. off. It's one of the greatest moments because they, they've got this sense of entitlement like because they paid $6 for a ticket that they now have a valid opinion. I'm like, dude, you got on a bus and came to watch me. Do you think any club that's willing to take me as a member, like I'm like, the fact that you actually paid to watch me Means I have no respect for you as a human being. Hey, so fuck <laughs> off. Have some self-respect, dude. Coming over. I love that they come over like they're giving you a little cherry, a little reward. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm gonna do? Go and give my, go and tell my Did they opinion. do the did they do the you were good and you were good? You were alright and you were good. Oh did they single someone out who Dude, and let me can you hear now? What was that? You, you, you cut out a little bit. Oh, dude, it's just my phone suddenly went weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like they're Napoleon Bonaparte or someone. Wait, of, you, need, of, you need to have the headphones in or this is going to be a nightmare. Okay, yeah, but it's just like, yeah, it's just gone like really sort of sketchy. Let me just fucking, it might be this headset. Hey, fuck me. How long do headsets last you? What do you mean? Headsets? Oh, like, it, mine will last like eight to ten days. You know, like, <laughs> the things you plug into your phone. That's not very long. What do you mean? 
How come you don't have internet set up at this place yet, man? I'm never getting it. I don't believe in the internet anymore. It's like cloud <laughs> seeding. I don't believe it's real. It's like what seeding? The government will listen to us. It's so liberating just being um, totally like with he- headsets. Like in Sydney, I bought two. And if you're not happy with them, I don't even I don't even try to fix it. I just basically grab it and throw it directly in the bin as I'm walking and not even look back. So like in Sydney, I bought a brand new headset, wasn't happy with the way they plugged in my ears, didn't even breathe a word of it. I'd walked about 40 metres, ripped it out, threw it in the bin, kept walking and then just bought another set. Do you know what I mean? Like as in, like just like ripping off band-aids. Like I'm like bullet bullets just bouncing off you. I was like, I didn't even emotionally react. It was just like, <laughs> boom. And then, then the second pair broke. I just uh, fucking slung it down an alleyway. Keep walking. Yeah, but like that's, that's not a good thing. Like you're, uh, it's almost an indictment of your overall mental health. Like you, the headset doesn't work, and you, you, you can't deal with it rationally. So you take it out, you put it in the bin, and you're like, "Don't worry, I'll bottle this up, and it'll explode later." Oh, dude, of course, it, <laughs> of course it is. But it, obviously, a rational person would try to fix it. But like, what I like to do is. You know, like if you were just driving over cane toads and you just like, just, you stop reacting. You just hear them popping under your tyres and you're just like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just ploughing through, ploughing through animals in your car, just bow, bow, bow. They're just hitting the dash and you just keep listening to your music. It rains of Africa and you're just waving and just like you put your sunroof, you put your uh, sunroof down. As you just plow through these fields of just clipping cane toads. The, you know what I mean? Out in the cane fields. Just, just, no, I do like, it's almost like when you get over immersed in the idea you're in a simulation, it's just not actually giving the correct response to situations. It's just weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're not emotional with that. The other thing I'm loving in Sydney, because it's a bigger town, is I can get back to saying really obscure things to people I'm walking past. <laughs> oh, mama. Hey, mummy. Mummy likes it. I kept saying to people, mummy likes it. Randomly to people. <laughs> Fuck, it's funny. Mummy likes it in a very sort of sexually, mummy likes it. And they, they, <laughs> I look, they always look at Mac, unsure if this guy, this big fat drunk guy or whatever, this is during the day. Mm. Mummy likes it. Mummy, oh, oh, mummy bad. I'll say mummy bad. Daddy bad, mummy bad, mummy likes it. But I'm feeling too insecure to do it to you, but... Oh, daddy bad. (laughs) Very bad, man. What do you Mummy like it. Do you know how wicked, how fun it is to see like a real estate guy racing to a meeting? You know that sort of uh, fucking Italian guy with slick down hair... (laughs) Big confidence, he's on protein shake, big ego, uh, a horrible track record with females. <laughs> Walking from fitness first to his meeting and then to see a weirdo like me with unsheveled, dishevelled hair and I whisper, mummy, li- mummy, daddy likes it. <laughs> he's so angry. He's so angry. You should have seen how angry some of the people get that are uncomfortable with their sexuality. Fuck, they get pissed. <laughs> a lot of people, mainly confusion, but fucking some of them, alpha boy, you know, the top, what's up, what did you say, Mary Jane? 
they they get like they basically go look I'm not, what are you fucking gay what's going on dude and we're trying to do that same thing <laughs> we were trying to do the same thing uh, at the comedy store the same sort of joke mm. what yeah and what like, way opening with what's up and then when they're all quiet go like what don't get all about it <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like it's the dream opener <laughs> it's so offensive <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm telling comics to do that the whole time, especially in Sydney. They don't like it, but it was um. Dude, you know what's so funny is some of the other comics. Yeah. Best hangs. Yeah. I got I got one guy. Um, he's like he's uh, he's got on the spectrum as they all are, and I convinced him. Um, oh fuck. I, he, by the end, he was saying, "I want to, I want to shove your head through a wall." He was so angry with me. <laughs> Dude, I got him. To, I got. He was claiming that Nick Nick Cody can't follow me, and then I. Um, <laughs> Who the fuck was this? Who's this? I revved him into a joke, and he when one of the girls left, he goes, "Get out of here, you hack!" And then I, he was trying to like impress. Then I got stuck in on him and going like, dude, you can't talk to them like that. That's fucking so much. And then eventually, like, two hours later, he texts the girl. He texts the girl to apologise and go like, you're actually, I really had enjoyed hanging out with you. I shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, you played into my trap. Now you're a creep. I, <laughs> I won. I tricked you from the beginning. I'm like, you should have left it at hack. You've now messaged at 2 a.m., a creepy message. It's way worse. You fucked up. And he's like, I want to fucking shove you through a wall. I'm like, yes. Checkmate. I'm loving this tour. It's so good. Because now you've messaged late at night to a female comic. The worst of the moves. Who is this? Who are you doing this to? What do you mean? Dude, I literally can't hear you anymore. You've got, you've cut, you're cutting out. This is a nightmare, man. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. <laughs> oh, dude, it's actually not the headset. My phone's gone demented. <laughs> man, it's because you don't have the fucking internet in that fucking room. I actually paid to get this phone fixed in Sydney, and I gave it to some lady in Chinatown. And I go, can you fix my mic and headset? Like, what the fuck's going on with this shit? And then I came back and I was like, hey. Yeah, she goes, it's fixed. I'm like, hey, yeah, I can't even hear podcasts anymore on my fucking thing. So I don't know what you're doing. And then I gave it back and she goes, oh, let me have a check. And then she's got little bits of metal, like a little metal thing, and she's shoving in. And I'm like, that doesn't look... That professional that you're just putting a screwdriver, a mini screwdriver, into all my outlets, grinding back and forth. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can do that. Uh, anyone can ram shit into the outlet hole and, and shovel it back and forth. And I think that might be explaining what's caused what's caused here because I can't even hear you now. Right. So the uh, we've gone from you you just throwing headsets in the bin after buying them. Uh, to no- nothing works and you don't have the internet and we we can't record properly. Let me try. Let me hang up and try ring back. Okay. The sound has just progressively got worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, because you keep throwing stuff in the yeah, bin yeah, and you don't get the internet, man. Well, no, but even like you know what's crazy is it's like 
I'm actually witnessing the destruction of the phone because it's like... Because you paid some lady $30 to put a screwdriver in it and fucking try and dig out bits of bits of copper. Oh, mate, I'll tell you, like, I've got to go and get my phone changed. Like, it's, it's pretty much... Uh, I'm so... It's actually fucked now. Dude, get the internet put in like you said you would months ago, man. Does it sound perfect to you? It sounds okay. It just keeps cutting out. I wish you could hear what I can hear, which is that round that sounds okay right here. What are we oh. gonna do? You you needed to get the internet put in like you said you would months ago. What we need to explain about this episode, right? <laughs> There's been a lot of problems with me giving that Sydney Chinese woman my phone and she shoved a screwdriver into every hole. Now, I paid her to do that. $30 to defile all my outlets. And I'm like, who would have thought that a, a crazy lady that I said, oh, mama, mama like that might fuck my phone up. But all I can tell you is when I came in here, I've been talking to people and people have been saying today, they're like, you sound like you're underwater. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. That's how I always sound. But during the course of this call, it's just got worse and worse. Yeah. And the only option I've got, the only option I've got to do now is to suspend this and go to a phone shop and find maybe someone else to (laughs) see if they can, they can put a screwdriver and, and fix it. Well, yeah, I mean, what do you want to do about it? What we really need to make this pod funny is if I could somehow record how your voice actually sounds to me because this actually be an amazing episode where it's like, and it's me going like, this Chinese lady put things in you like, that's all I hear you saying now. You know what I'm doing now is stalling so we can try to get the hour app up. I'm like, even though we don't have equipment, I'm like, we can still get an hour out. It's going to be better than that. This blanks, this pod's been left blank intentionally, which was like rubbing nails down a fucking chalkboard, dude. Wait, dude, I, so what are we going to do? Should, should we re... Uh, we can probably, like, do... It, I, I can record tomorrow. We're going to have to do that, aren't we? Because <laughs> this isn't fucking... And then we'll just do it another to tag onto this. I'm going to have to go, dude. Like, yeah. I can't yeah, hear I know. I know, I know. I know that this is infuriating. Everything about this podcast infuriates both of us. That's the reality of it. It's the most frustrating endeavour. I'm fine. It's fine. I and it's our only salvation is this nightmare pod. This is our dream. Can you can you try get internet put in? Can you do that? Try get the internet? Yeah, get the internet put in. Pay the fucking $80 a month. I could possibly do it. Because you're spending, you must be spending more than $80 a month on headphones. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually think it's got anything to do with the internet. I no, I know. Think- it's just that we could take the phone out of the equation. The phone shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be calling me on a, on a like, an old Huawei that you that you bought from some lady at a flea market. Look, it's, it's, because the actual, the speed is fine. It's just literally this lady has, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's screwed up I, no, all my ports. I understand. It's just that we were supposed to be, like, doing a proper call. You know what the worst part is? Is I had to Uber in here because I've lost my license. So I actually got an Uber here to do a podcast. <laughs> do you know how bad my life is? I've got to Uber in to do a pod. And I didn't Uber the whole way. I drove right to the fringe of the suburbs <laughs> and left the car there and then Ubered. <laughs> 
I, I, I drive the back streets as far as I'm willing to risk it. And then when I feel a bit guilty, I'm like, I better pull over now. That's insane. <laughs> You've been listening to the sure thing. Like and subscribe. Follow us on social media. We've got lots of videos coming out. We've got all the equipment. We've got backgrounds. <laughs> like and subscribe. Share it with your family and friends. We'll be here next week with another hot take. <laughs> sure thing. Okay, so you want to record you want to record tomorrow. What are you going to do? I to can fix definitely this? record tomorrow. But what are you going to do to fix this in the meantime? Like, how are you going to? What's going to be different tomorrow? I'm going to go get my phone fixed. I'm going to get a haircut. How are you? I'm doing- going to change my life. <laughs> how are you doing? How are you doing trades with no internet, dude? I'm trading on my phone. I don't need the fucking internet. I've got internet at my um. I've got internet on um at my ha- my house. Your parents' and- house. What- Mum and dad have internet. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is like, I, I can check stocks on my phone at all points. Like, I, I, I live streamed. I've just, it's just obviously doing videos is what's stalled it all. And the, the videos are totally unnecessary. We never needed to see each other. <laughs> we never needed visuals. It was only your weird perversion oh, that required us you. to look at each other. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's so frustrating. Anyway, it probably works well because I I actually was last minute had to pick my kids up today. So I, you know, I was I didn't have as much time. And obviously we've already done too much comedy-centric stuff. I'd rather do like a new app that talks about fucking pig farming in Slovakia or some shit, some different topic, man. Do you think? Yeah, man, I think pig, pig farming in Slovakia will be a good bet. Cool, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll message you, but um, I'll, be, I'll be back in the office, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed tomorrow for some more live sure thing. Was it Was that who you were making fun of? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. And he was, was so funny. He was like, no, Cody can't follow me. He can't follow me. <laughs> You're the boys. And I was getting him to do the hoof, hoof, hoof. I'm Boy, dude, and the the worst was like, we're back and forth. He's such a good hang though, dude, when he's drunk. He's so fun. But then I I don't know if he could fully read me because I was like mocking his shoes and I'm like, what do you, those look like you fucking, do you work for Jim's mowing? I'm like, look at your fucking shoes. I'm going, what's wrong with you? But I couldn't be sure if we were having fun or if I was bullying him to the extreme. It was very hard to tell. Because I was getting a, eliciting a lot of laughs, but I had a lot, a lot of love for him. I actually found him like a real joy to be around. Yep, yep. But then a lot of my jokes were very nasty. So <laughs> who can be sure? Who can be sure? And I obviously hit up his, um, his autism very hard. I was saying like, yeah, I forget what I was saying. Stuff about because he's sort of good with numbers. Like, you can remember stuff, but it's, like, not well. It's a weird sort of, like... Do you know what I mean? All right, let's record tomorrow. <laughs> it's like Rain Man, he can play a piano, but the, the sounds are awful, but he knows where all the keys are. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, he can take... He can count cards, but you lose. But he, he can explain why you lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, he, he can explain why you lost. And I'm like, your autism is not functional, dude. You're not gonna, it's not helping anything. Okay, I'll see you later, man. Right, bye.
Leveraging your home Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 50 Overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation 